It has been a day. Three weeks to this day since we uploaded the last episode. I know it's been a long time, and trust me, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes that I wish I could tell you about right now. But trust me, in due time, I will let all of you know exactly what's been going on and why I have been gone for so long. But until then, I appreciate all of you uh, checking out this new episode. I know it's been a long time, and please forgive me. Hopefully, my explanation in the future um, will be sufficient enough for you guys not to unsubscribe and stay subscribed. But let's just get right into it. Jamer K podcast, the coolest podcast, you know, um, what's been going on? A lot's been going on. Uh, last was it last week? I think it was last week. Uh, WonderCon, my favorite comic book convention ever uh, was going on. Um, sadly, this year, the comic book club couldn't get together. Unfortunately, Jeff, uh, his schedule wasn't uh, permitting. I think he had uh, a new baby. So, Jeff, we missed you, but I do understand why you couldn't make it. Uh, so this year, it was just uh, me and Felix flying uh, duos. Shout out to Fortnite. And I feel like we got a lot done really fast. Uh, we pretty much were veterans at this now. We go to like hella cons uh, every year. And we're actually thinking about uh, next year. I think we're going to try to venture off to the East Coast and try to hit up some cons that we've never been to before. We definitely have our eyes on New York Comic Con and C2E2. So that should be very exciting if they pan out, which they should. Felix and I uh, were pretty responsible. And if we plan things out correctly, uh, they should happen. But this year's WonderCon was actually pretty cool. We got to meet Mitch Gerards. He uh, is currently on uh, Mr. Miracle, which is an amazing book. If you haven't picked it up yet, pause this podcast. Or, in fact, don't pause this podcast. Hop in your car, listen to this podcast while you drive down to your local comic book shop and uh, pick up Mr. Miracle. You can thank me later. But it was actually kind of funny because when we met Mitch, he was signing at uh, the DC booth and Felix busted out his uh, box of books and in there he had some Punisher books that Mitch worked on when he was over at Marvel and obviously we're at the DC booth that's Marvel's main competitor everybody was just kind of like oh crap you brought contraband to the booth it was actually kind of funny but everybody was nice about it and Mitch signed Felix's Punisher books like no problem which is actually really nice I was surprised at uh, how nice Mitch was, and Felix actually got him to do a quick little Punisher commission on his blank variant on his uh, Punisher 1 from 2014. After we met Mitch, the other uh, writer that we wanted to meet was Mark Wade. We've met him like a bunch of times before, but he's such a great guy. We wanted to meet him again. And to our benefit, WonderCon tweeted out the wrong location to where Mark was going to be signing. And we came across him super random. We were actually passing through the convention hall and we noticed 
that Mark was just sitting at this table by himself, like literally no line was formed. So we took advantage of that and just walked right up to him. And once again, one of my favorite writers, but also like one of my favorite human beings ever, just because he's so genuine and cares about the people that want to meet him and are fans of his work. So it was like actually really awesome to meet him again. And it was cool because uh, right before we went to go meet Mark, we met up with Gavin. Shout out to Gavin. Happy belated birthday. Uh, We met up with Gavin, who I met for the first time and also a really nice guy. And it was his first time meeting Mark Wade. So it was cool to see him super excited and actually pleased with meeting Mark. And that just gets me excited every time because I always tell everybody that Mark Wade is one of the nicest creators that I've ever met. And I stand by that to this day. One of the other cool things about being at a convention is seeing all the cool cosplayers. Felix and I always argue about which cosplayer is the best. I always argue that uh, Jessica at Made of Might is the best cosplayer just because, uh, honestly, she's my favorite, so I'm just biased. And he always tries to tell me that it's Megan Golden, just because she's straight edge and is a part of the hardcore community. But I tell him that he's wrong, because she is a part of hardcore, that's cool, whatever, but she never shows up to the cons, versus Jessica, who's at every con, putting in that work. So, Felix, you can suck it. But honestly, this year was actually kind of a bummer. Uh, we were looking forward to uh, seeing Jessica again, but she was too busy uh, wrapped up in these private photo shoots. And then she had some like personal issues, so she couldn't, um, or not that she couldn't, she actually uh, left the con. So we didn't get to hang out with her this year. But it's actually kind of funny because we are pretty bummed about that. But I was at Disneyland. I'm always at Disneyland, not a surprise. But I was just at Disneyland hanging out, minding my own business. And I run into Jessica, which isn't too like crazy because she's a local and she has a past too. So it was actually kind of cool like running into her. I just said, uh, you know, went and said hi to her. Didn't want to like get all like fanboy on her because she was just there hanging out and I don't want to ruin her vibe just because it was like fresh after the con and I knew she had some personal things going on. So I just wanted to just not really get too crazy. I just went over and said hi and she actually uh, remembered me because I've met her like four times. It's actually kind of funny because I'm not like too big on meeting like, you know, famous people, but she's actually somebody that I am really into and support. And it's cool that she's local and pretty nice. So I, I love supporting local artists So shout out to Jessica for being awesome. And Felix, you can suck it. April Fools, what a day. Shout outs to my cousin Miko. Happy belated birthday. I feel like a scumbag. I didn't uh, text you on your birthday. But here I am on this huge platform giving you a shout out. I hope that makes up for me not actually wishing you a birthday through text i'm sorry you're great i hope you're doing awesome i hope your move to virginia is amazing and i wish you the best text me when you hear this but april fools i could not believe how many fake you know pranks and flyers for shows and stuff that were being thrown my way 
I'll admit there was one flyer that I was kind of on the fence about, not really sure if it was real or not, but I always had to remind myself it's April Fool's. Anything uh, newsworthy that's going to break is most likely fake because, you know, it's the, you know, prank day, whatever. So I try to pay a lot of things, no mind, just stayed in my little bubble, did my own thing. I was actually out for, for most of the day, excuse me. I was at Disneyland hanging out with friends, but the notifications, the tweets, the emails, the texts, all of them started flooding in about UFC 223, the main event falling out, Tony Ferguson getting injured. Um, I could not believe that. I didn't want to believe it. I, I first saw... Uh, somebody sent me a video of Dana White breaking the news and I just honestly I saw it and I'm like okay this is the dumbest thing ever Dana White and the UFC are trying to pull the biggest April Fool's prank of the year so I honestly didn't even finish the video I saw him announcing that Ferguson was out and I honestly thought it was fake because I didn't finish the video I'm like okay it's April Fool's there's no way that they're going to announce something this big on this day like it literally made no sense so I just didn't pay any any attention and honestly it wasn't until I saw Brandon Schaub he posted on Instagram like yo this isn't a joke this is real I would not play with this so I was like okay maybe Maybe he's in on the gag too. So I was like, all right. I was like, I was like, I'm not going to fall for it just yet. I'm just going to hold off and I'm just going to enjoy my time here at the park. And then I kind of opened up Twitter because I was like, okay, this is bothering me. Like I got to get to the bottom of this. I got to see if this is actually real or not. And it wasn't until I saw Ariel Helwani tweet about it. And I was just like, man, there's no way that they could get him like in on the joke. So like this has to be the real deal and sure enough flood of tweets started coming in and more people started coming out and saying that it wasn't a joke that this was in fact true tony ferguson was out he hurt his knee and my heart just sunk because we're literally weak of the fight this fight has been booked so many times like there's no way that this could have happened again like how in the world do you get injured so close to the fight and the way he got injured, he Tony Ferguson um, allegedly was on a studio set. He tripped over a cord and tore his LCL, like ripped it straight off the bone. Such a bummer. Like we're so close to like one of the most epic lightweight fights of all time. Like Conor McGregor out of the picture doesn't matter. Um, these two are the top of the the division honestly like arguably one of the toughest divisions to be in in the ufc ever and these guys were gonna finally you know go at it again but uh tony got hurt which sucks really bums me out and honestly like i wish they wouldn't have um booked uh khabib i wish they would have just put him on the shelf and waited for tony to heal up and try to book it again but i honestly don't know what it is about these two but they're just cursed and destined to never fight jesus i had to pause to clear my throat i don't know why it's getting all weird and congested but yeah i feel like uh they should have waited and um actually i got i'm selfish and i want them to wait and you know preserve that matchup because you know the longer 
we put it off or the more fights we give in between it's like going to be the Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather thing all over again we're going to wait too long the fight's going to be overhyped and then when we finally get to see it it's not going to be what it could have been when they could have fought in their prime so that's the only thing I'm like we're really really worried about because I want to see them now because I feel like they're at their best right now but instead uh, Tony gets hurt the UFC goes in a different direction. They call upon this crazy Hawaiian, the featherweight champion, Max Holloway. And a lot of people are confused because they thought he was out with an ankle injury and didn't think he was going to be back till the summertime. But out of left field, he accepts the fight on six days notice. And honestly, I'm glad that he took the fight because some other people threw their names in the hat, Eddie Alvarez, uh, Brian Ortega. But honestly, I feel like the only person, the right person to uh, step in and take the fight is Max Holloway because he is the featherweight champion. And if he steps in, actually he is stepping in, but if he comes and beats Khabib, the storyline that can come after that is huge like if we go back um conor mcgregor beats max holloway both when you know they're both pretty early on in their ufc careers but if you look at where they're at now it's a whole different world they're both champions both at the top of their game so if max uh can get through khabib which i'm putting my money on max if i'm being 100 percent honest people think i'm crazy they're saying Max is coming off his ankle injury. Khabib's going to be too much. But I argue that no, Max is one of the bigger featherweights in the division. And he is also stated that uh, an eventual move to lightweight is going to happen. So why not do it now? And his uh, weight cut isn't going to be as tough as Khabib's. We all know uh, Khabib and his weight cuts aren't the best of friends. He's had his issues in the past. Uh, honestly, he had a great weight cut in his last fight, but his weight cut is going to be harder than Max's weight cut because Max is used to cutting down to 145. But if he gets that extra 10 pound allowance, his weight cut's not going to be as tough as it normally is. So I feel like he's already at an advantage there. But people are saying we haven't really seen Max's ground game, and that's fine. We can uh, test it out, but I think he's going to be well prepared. Max is the kind of fighter in my eyes that's uh, well-rounded everywhere. Obviously, I think he excels at his striking, but I don't think he's going to be shy on the ground. I think he's going to have good takedown defense. Uh, his jiu-jitsu, I'm pretty sure, uh, isn't that bad. Like, it's not going to be a Francis Ngannou situation where he gets taken down and just looks helpless and lost. Max is a true champion, and if... You don't think he's been training wrestling and jujitsu his whole career? Like, you're kidding yourself. So, honestly, I'm putting my money on Max to beat Khabib to become the lightweight champion, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm really confused at this because they haven't uh, they haven't officially stripped Conor McGregor of his belt, but they said that uh, Max Holloway and Khabib are fighting for the same belt that Tony and Khabib were fighting for. And the rumors were they were going to strip Connor the week of the fight and announce that he's no longer the champion and that the winner of Khabib and Ferguson is going to be the true undisputed UFC lightweight champion. 
but things get a little more fishy because okay if they strip connor and then the winner of holloway and khabib becomes the the undisputed lightweight champion does that mean they also strip tony ferguson of his intern belt which is kind of a rough spot for tony to be in because it's not his fault that he got injured i don't think he should be stripped of his intern belt worst case scenario uh max holloway could be fight winner becomes the ufc lightweight champion but tony uh, is still the interim champion and gets to fight the winner whenever he's healthy. That's the way I would like to see it play out. But honestly, I don't think it's going to go that way because if Max wins, they have to do a big push for Connor to come back and fight Max and for them to settle their score. Because if you look at the implications of that fight, Conor McGregor, the champ champ, the first ever champ champ, uh, lightweight and featherweight. Um, he never lost his featherweight belt. They stripped him of it. And then Max fought his way up and became the featherweight champion. And if Max beats Khabib, he becomes uh, the second champ champ ever lightweight and featherweight as well. So if you put those two together, they're both fighting to defend the champ champ title because neither of them have ever lost their titles they've just been stripped so this could be super epic like this like i never thought max would come up this early like it wasn't even a thought in my mind so the fact that it's happening i'm like super pumped and i hope that he wins so we can get this crazy this crazy epic conor mcgregor storyline to finally come to a closure have because like honestly if you look at the entire ufc roster um in the lightweights the featherweights the welterweights i don't think anybody could draw mcgregor to come back not even diaz because uh, mcgregor just beat diaz and he doesn't feel like there needs to be a third fight but um max holloway they've been going back and forth on twitter for the longest time and I think he's the one that's that one question mark where people um, think that McGregor has to answer because they both fought early on in their career. They're both injured. So for him to come back and answer that and fight Max to see who the real champ is, it's going to be super, super crazy. And I also hope that happens. Um, sorry, Khabib. I'm a fan of yours, but I think Max is going to get you. And I can't wait. It happens this Saturday, April 7th. Honestly, for the longest time, I'm not even lying. I thought uh, the pay-per-view was next weekend, not this weekend. So I'm uh, really happy that it's this weekend because I made plans next Saturday to go uh, to go out to dinner with John. Shout out to John. Uh, he's the homie. So low key, low key. I, I was bummed that I was going to miss the pay-per-view live. Um, I was just going to watch the replay when I got home from dinner. But the fact that it's happening this weekend and not next weekend, I'm like super relieved because I uh, didn't have anything really serious going on this weekend. Uh, nothing really penciled in the books. So uh, I'm stoked for that because I get to stay home and watch the UFC and enjoy it live and not uh, get spoilers on Twitter because I hate when you guys do that. But yeah, this weekend UFC 223 Holloway Khabib. Also, uh, I can't talk about this pay-per-view and not mention the co-main uh, Joanna Young Jacek versus Rose Namajunas. 
two. Uh, if I'm going to be 100% honest, um, I'm a fan of both. I'm a bigger fan of Rose. And uh, when they first fought, I picked Rose to beat Ioana. I, I didn't pick by knockout, um, but I did pick Rose to, to beat her. And honestly, I think it's going to happen again. Uh, I'm not sure by knockout or submission, but I think Rose just has her number and will come out uh, victorious in their rematch. Uh, you heard it here first. I'm picking Rose Namajunas over Joanna Janjacek. Yeah, so uh, make sure to check out the pay-per-view. Um, if not, uh, you can just hear the results uh, on uh, next week's episode of the Jamer Kate podcast. It's no secret that I love Disneyland and I go there all the time. It's great. I, I love it. I was there. Wait, no, this doesn't happen. This didn't happen while I was there. Um, this person, I don't want to um, give them any clout, but they're trying to um, like downplay going to Dis. <laughs> they're trying to downplay um, going to Disneyland all the time. They're like, oh, like, I don't get uh, going to Disneyland all the time. That's why I didn't renew my pass. Like trying to make it sound like going to Disneyland all the time wasn't cool. And that's fine. I don't expect everybody to love it like I do. But for you to try to put down going is kind of whack. So um, you can save that and uh, bring your negativity somewhere else. I don't know what's up with my throat right now. It's all congested, but I love Disneyland and I'll never stop going. I'll never have a pass or (laughs) that came out wrong. I'll never not have a pass. As long as I live in orange County, Uh, I'm going to strive to always have a pass and I'll admit, like I get it. I understand why a lot of people don't want to renew their pass or um, have the lower tier passes it's expensive i'm not gonna lie like even for me i have the signature plus and it's expensive but i'm willing to pay to play you know i love it that much um but every year they raise ticket prices they raise the annual pass prices and i'm not sure if i have a breaking point um maybe i will uh at some point who knows but that's why I uh, do this podcast. That's why I sell my merch online. That's why I work crazy hours because I want to be able to sustain uh, my lifestyle, do the things that I love. So I don't like to waste time. Um, I like to make money. I don't want to make any more friends. I just want to make M's. Uh, shout out my homie Rice Gum. You guys know what it is. But yeah, Disneyland's expensive, but it's worth it if we lay down each pass and put them up against daily ticket prices like it's a steal uh we're getting away with murder with having these passes it's crazy so as long as i can enjoy having a pass i'm gonna live it up and that's where i like to spend most of my free time Uh, maybe it helps that my friends work there Um, maybe it helps that my close circle friends are always there. So it's not like a chore to go. It's, uh, it's always a great experience and crazy things always happen. Like the most random things, things that I can't even plan happen. And that's part of the reason why I love going. That's part of the reason why I like to be there all the time because I just experienced the most random, crazy, cool, and fun things. I've got to meet people that I've never met before 
you know, people that I look up to, people that I strive to be like, you know, spending uh, time at my favorite place with my closest friends, creating new memories is it's always fun. It's great. I love it and I'm going to enjoy it while I can because, you know, whatever life's not guaranteed, tomorrow's not promised. So all that cliche stuff, it's there. But that's why I'm always at Disneyland. It's always going to be fun to me. You might not understand it, but it's okay. Just know that uh, I'm enjoying myself and I love it. I love it so much. It's crazy. I was there a couple weeks ago with my buddy Garrett. Shout out to Garrett. I met him at the tail end of Main Street Elite. I, I was already out of the club by then but I think he was just getting in it, but he was friends with some of the people that I really liked in the club. And so we uh, became friends on like social media or whatever and stayed in contact here and there. But uh, he recently moved uh, to Orange County from San Diego and has been a super legit guy, like fun to hang out with. And um, I don't know what it was, but we decided one weekend that we were gonna go to Disneyland and ride every attraction available. Obviously we couldn't do everything because you know Star Wars Land isn't open. Dumbo's been under construction for the longest time. Splash Mountain was under construction for the longest time. And also rides break down at random times so we couldn't plan for what was gonna be open. So we just decided that we were gonna go and ride everything that was available. And honestly, it seemed like it was gonna be like a, like a pretty tough task. We like busted out a map and kind of try to plot out all the longer rides. Like we were gonna hit them with fast passes. Um, so we, we felt like it was gonna be like a pretty tough challenge, but um, in the end, honestly, I think it was more fun than tough. Like, spoiler alert, like we got it done. Like people didn't think we would be able to do it because there's a lot of things, obviously. Fantasyland, there's like a ton of little um, attractions like stuffed into that land. And like the wait times are, the, the wait times are unpredictable. That's something that we can't control. So we showed up at Rope Drop, which was something I hadn't done in a long time because normally I'm too tired in the morning. I like to sleep in on my days off because I grind so hard during the week. But uh, Garrett and I managed to get our asses up early and make it to the park on time, which I was actually pretty surprised about because parking is always a toss-up too because we're not sure which lot they're going to try to send us to and if we were going to be able to get into the park um, smooth but we did, uh, we got into Toy Story like super early. I think when we parked, there was about probably 10 other cars that were already there. So we felt like, okay, that's a good start to our day. Like parking didn't give us any trouble and got into uh, Disneyland pretty quickly. And we were there waiting for the rope drop. And we're just like taking that time to strategize, like looking at which attraction we should hit first. And the one thing that made this whole thing possible, and this isn't some like cheap ad for them or anything, but it was the uh, both of us having Max Pass that made our little um, adventure way more possible. 
because being able to book fast passes on the fly and not actually having to be physically at the fast pass um, booths made things so much easier. So after rope drop, we decided that the first thing we should do is hit up Peter Pan because for some weird reason, that attraction has the longest line all day, every day. And if I'm going to be 100% honest, that uh, attraction isn't that great. And my mind is blown all the time because I don't understand why there's always a line. Like I get it. It's a classic. It's nostalgic. Like people want to dream and never grow up. I get it, but if I'm going to be honest, it's not that fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't get offended, but um, uh, Magic Kingdom in Florida has a better Peter Pan uh, queue than ours, and it's way more fun. So screw it. Go over there. Don't ride this one. But anyway, we uh, hit that up first just because we wanted to get that long line out of the way because we don't want to save it for the end and run out of time or you know have to stand in a super long line when we can just head straight to it and just knock it out at the very beginning and we did that we waited probably like about like 30 minutes it wasn't that long so we were pretty thankful for that and um we ended up hitting everything in Fantasyland except for pinocchio for some weird reason that ride kept breaking down like ever like it was open when we got there um, but when we got off Pinocchio, or not Pinocchio, excuse me, when we got off Peter Pan, Pinocchio was broken down. So we came back later, still broken down. And I think by like the third time we came back to check on it, it was just like completely shut down for the rest of the day. And, you know, that was out of our control. So we tried multiple times to ride it. So we just decided to take a picture in front of it and just log it as, you know, completed because it wasn't our fault that it was broken and we tried to ride it. So Fantasyland wasn't a problem. Um, actually, none of the lands were a problem because like we like I wanted to do it uh, land by land just so that we wouldn't be doing like a whole lot of back and forth. But um, that wasn't the strategy we actually like implemented because we just kind of like seized the opportunity on certain rides that we saw that had short lines as we were like walking by, even if it wasn't what we were trying to get to. And on top of that, we um, had a crossover to other lands, depending on um, our fast passes that we we're waiting for to be active. So we did um, some like back and forth, which I thought would be a killer but actually it didn't even matter because uh, we had this like crazy groove and the day was pretty busy too. Cause we did it on a Saturday, like not during the week, not on some random day that we thought would be slow. We literally did it on a weekend Saturday, super busy. And um, we actually squeezed in some shows too, which was kind of funny because we had a uh, downtime and we were walking by the magical map and the show had uh or the show's about to start so i was like screw it garrett like let's go we have like 20 minutes to our fast time like let's just watch the show because we're here and it's amazing and garrett was down so um it was just crazy to think that we could squeeze in things that weren't even a part of the plan and still manage to have enough time to write everything and granted like 
there's three things, right? We didn't ride Pinocchio, didn't ride Dumbo, and didn't ride Splash Mountain. We literally had every other attraction logged. Like, we were done by, um, if I remember correctly, because this was a couple weeks ago, uh, we were done by, like, we started, like, right at 8 a.m. We didn't even have the... Um, the extra magic hour, like literally started with, uh, the time the park opened started at 8am and then we finished like at 4pm and the park was projected to close at midnight. So that like, that wasn't as challenging as we thought, but it was actually really fun because it was cool to say that, um, we went on everything and, uh, it was actually pretty cool because like we went um, when we were done we stopped by the magic shop and Johnny was there and he he was like super pumped for us he was actually pretty skeptical on if we were going to be able to get it done or not and he was like dude he's like we need to turn this into like a thing like uh, he kept hounding me because I didn't really like film it properly I just did like Instagram videos here and there um, but he's like dude next year uh we got to do it again. Oh, um, I just remembered that. Yeah, we did it on St. Patrick's Day. That's how I remember because uh, Johnny said he wants to do it next year on St. Patrick's Day, which I honestly didn't even know was a thing because like when we were in Disneyland, there were so many uh, Disneyland uh, St. Patrick's Day like merch um, that I have never seen before. Like I'm not sure if. Um, it was custom or like official, but there was a lot of uh, St. Patty's uh, Day slash uh, Disney collabs. And like, I think that was like my first time ever being at Disneyland on St. Patrick's Day ever because uh, that whole situation just seemed foreign to me. Like, I honestly didn't realize there was like that big of a hype for St. Patrick's Day at Disneyland. So next year, uh, the plan is to bring it back. We're going to do our annual ride everything at Disneyland Day. But it's going to be pretty hectic because um, by that time, uh, Star Wars Land should be open. So if everything uh, is open on that day next year, we're going to have all the rides that we did this year, plus Pinocchio, plus Dumbo, plus Splash, and then we're going to have to add on the attractions in Star Wars Land, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's three. So in addition, there's going to be six more attractions for us to ride next year than we did this year, which in my eyes still shouldn't be a problem because if we got done at four and the park didn't close till midnight, should be a piece of cake. But it's just going to be a little more hectic because we're going to have to deal with bigger crowds because of star wars land that's going to bring so much hype it's going to be ridiculous like i can't even imagine what it's going to be like on opening day um because i was on uh, like opening day for cars line is what i just think about how crazy it's going to be or even going back to like more recently i was there for um the opening of uh guardians of the galaxy mission breakout and just remembering how long the line was there's two lines one for standby and one to get a fast pass and they both stretched from the attraction to the op- or to the entrance of uh, California Adventure, and that is so freaking wild and such a long line and so much hype. 
and like guardians isn't as big as star wars so you think about how crazy star wars land is gonna be like it's gonna be crazy i hope uh disney actually goes through with having like blackout days to get into the land to try to mitigate the traffic that they're projecting it's gonna be crazy but i can't wait definitely looking forward to it um but we'll see about that uh, next year when we host our second annual, or should I call it the first annual? Because this year it was kind of like unofficial. We just kind of did it on a whim. Um, maybe next year we'll have the first annual uh, Let's Ride Everything Day. That's a play on my Let's Ride something. But I don't have to explain that to you guys because you guys are on it. You guys get it. But I feel like I'm going on like a crazy uh, Disneyland rant because the train doesn't stop uh the past two days um not surprising again i i've been to disneyland uh with uh garrett which actually it all kind of came together like organically um felix and i planned uh to go to disneyland it was easter which is crazy another holiday i'm always at disneyland um especially on the major holidays uh, so felix and i went there for easter and Armando, shout out to Armando, South County, forever. Just kidding, but um, Armando decided he was gonna roll out, so that was cool. He's a legit homie. And then um, I remember Garrett and I were supposed to link up, um, but I hadn't heard from him. But I opened up my Instagram and I saw that he had just parked at Toy Story, so I immediately texted him and he said he was down to meet up. So we kind of got this little group going and it was actually pretty cool. Like uh, it was Garrett's first time meeting Felix and Armando and everybody got along like really well, super, super chill group. It was a pretty busy day, Sunday, Easter. Like the day started off like a kind of mellow, but then once everybody uh, got done with, uh, I'm assuming church, and praising the Lord, uh, they flooded Disneyland and DCA because it got like really busy. But it was actually chill though, even though like we didn't get like a whole lot of done. I can't even talk a whole lot of done. Um, even though we didn't get um, a whole lot done, uh, still had a good time. We like did a lot. We ate at more places than I've ever ate before. And just got yeah we literally got on just like a couple rides just a lot of walking around talking jokes on jokes oh and we got like a, a lot of cool pictures um felix swears that he wasn't um scared to talk to snow white but if you've seen all the cool snow white pictures that they have been posting um that was courtesy of uh x jamie x myself <laughs> i had to chase down snow white for felix because um he gave up fairly quickly he was like oh like i want a picture of snow white so i'm like dude like let's go get her she's literally standing right there and he was like no like no it's fine so i'm like screw that like i know he wanted a picture so i had to like flag her down and i was like yo snow white trying to get a photo like what's good and she's like oh like just follow me and like we followed her to some tree and literally like uh everybody saw us like taking photos so like um, there was like a big swarm but luckily it was just like right place, right time. Like we we're the first group there and definitely um, was like really lucky because it was getting dark out when we started taking those photos. But luckily the um, it wasn't too dark. So the lighting was good enough for me to capture some pretty, pretty slick photos of uh, them with Snow White. So I was actually pretty stoked on that. Um, kind of regretted not uh, getting one. 
but also like I put so much pressure on my friends when they use my uh, my phone to take photos of me because I'm very particular on how I want to be photographed and they know that so um most of the time they don't want the pressure of me uh critiquing their photography skills um so I just decided I would save uh, us the hassle of who's going to decide to be my photographer at that point. And I just uh, passed on the opportunity of getting a cool picture with Snow White because I figured there's always next time. We're always going to be there. Snow White's always going to be there. Um, so it's just a matter of time uh, till I get my shine with Snow White. Um, so I wasn't too upset but I was actually really happy and pretty proud of how those pictures came out. I even posted them on my, or posted one of them on my Instagram. So I posted the, uh, this cool one of Armando and Snow White. So if you're not following me on Instagram, uh, you should do that right now. Just go follow me, look up my name and see my cool profile at XJamieX. We need to um, get those followers up to compensate for all the fake people who unfollowed me last week. Uh, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And if I know you and you follow me, I'll follow you back. Uh, because if we're friends, we should be friends on Instagram. Mutual likes back and forth. Picture comment for picture comment. Uh, whatever you're into, just hit up my Instagram because I love it. Uh, I might be obsessed. Not really. I'm just kidding. I'm on vacation and it's a uh, pretty mellow uh i didn't um want to be on vacation right now it was actually um very uh abrupt uh i had to switch my vacation weeks for um some reasons that i can't really name yet because um i had to sign in uh, an nda so i can't really tell you exactly why but <laughs> i'm on vacation for uh, the next two weeks so i'm, I'm trying to just stay active and busy as possible while I'm supposed to be relaxing. Um, so I've been super active on, on the website. You know, last month was um, not my favorite month of the year so far. Uh, as you can tell, my uh, activity was lacking a lot. Excuse me. Um, but th this month, April, uh, we're going to try to just get back on that grind and do what I did last year, I feel like, um, you know, I kind of lost focus, um, on what I was, uh, trying to do and I need to refocus. And that's what I'm trying to do now and try, trying to make, um, this month the best month that I've had. So I'm just trying to stay positive, uh, trying to surround myself with the right people and just not be lazy. It's so easy to be lazy, just, you know, put things on the back burner and just tell myself that I'll do it later. And um, I'm really bad at that. I'm uh, notorious for being lazy and just being uh, kind of bad with it. So so this month I'm not. I'm going to be good. Um, I already set some goals. That's always a good thing. You know, set um, short-term goals and, you know, achieve them. You know, I like to just take steps in the right direction, even though they're not the biggest steps, as long as they're just, you know, steps in the right direction. That's the most important thing. Cause I know Rome wasn't built in a day. 
So I, I just gotta keep, uh, just keep focus and, um, you know, stay positive. I actually sent out an interview yesterday with, um, actually I, I have mentioned it before, but I don't want to mention it right now just because I feel like, um, I want to surprise you guys if you forgot who my next interview was supposed to be with, but I'm actually really excited to get this one back because it's one that I've been looking forward to for a really long time. And I honestly slacked it because I hit him up, um, like forever ago. It's like, I can't remember, um, when we had talked cause I met him in person. Um, I introduced myself and gave him the sales pitch about doing the interview for the website and he was totally down and, I, you know, texted him because it had been a really long time, not going to lie. I uh, shot him a text. I'm like, yo, uh, it's Jamie. Just wanted to see if you're still down. And uh, sure enough, he still was. So salute uh, to him for being down. And hopefully I'll have it up this week. Uh, just depends on when he can get it back to me. And I wish I would have just, uh, God, I wish I would have got it out earlier because I always, uh, somehow have like this random, uh, weird timing where I like to send people interviews when they're heading out to, um, music festivals and are going to have like a busy week or weekend. So, um, you know, we're not big time over here yet at, uh, dreamercade.com slash interviews. Um, but I'm hoping I will get uh, some respect and uh, get this one back uh, because I'm just trying to spread the word. You know, I don't uh, do this for popularity. I just do this because I love uh, music and I want to help spread the word on bands that I like because it's so hard to listen to everything because there's so much good music out there and, you know, bands are easy to miss. For example, I just got into this band uh, named Fiddlehead, and they've been around for years, but I just got into them, which is crazy because they're so good, and I just can't believe that I've been sleeping on a band like that for so long. So um, here's some uh, promotion for them. If you haven't heard of them, uh, go listen to Fiddlehead. I'll definitely link them in the show notes to um, give it, or to make it easier for you guys to find them because... They're a really great band. They're actually going to be playing in Fullerton at program uh, next month. No, excuse me, not next month, uh, in June. They're going to be playing a uh, program in June, uh, the weekend before Sound and Fury. So make sure uh, to stay tuned for that because that show is going to be wild. It's going to be super fun. Um, but yeah, Fiddlehead rocks. And it's so easy to miss, miss bands. So that's why I want to uh, help promote bands that i'm into just uh just to help spread the word like i said it's easy to uh, miss good music because there's so much good music out there and yeah so uh keep your eyes out um last interview i did was with uh kyle um uh, i'm stuttering kyle cool uh obviously uh he's in cool side initiate step for change if you haven't read that interview yet um make sure to go check that one out because that one was actually really cool I liked um, a lot of what he had to say. Really nice guy. And actually, he's an avid reader of the blog now. I see him out there uh, favoriting my posts um, when I put up new blogs. So that's um, super awesome. Uh, that's more than I could ask for. So thank you so much. Uh, and shout out to Kyle for um, reading my blog. Love it. Tell all your friends. Um, I love uh, seeing the traffic even when I'm not active. 
you guys are freaking wild uh still keeping up uh even though i don't post anything so i need to um, be more responsible and give back to you guys for taking time out of your day because i know how precious time is so this month please um uh just keep doing what you're doing and expect way more content from me this month than you got last month and I'm feeling it. It's actually fun. Like it's so cool to be back in the studio. Um, it's been way too long, and uh, I see why uh, certain outlets uh, eventually fall off because um, consistency is key, and it's not always easy to um, keep that intact because life just hits you from so many different directions and. And I get it. So the fact that I'm blessed and I'm able to get back in the studio and be here with you guys is um, very special. And I love all of you guys. It's great. I, I love it. It sounds like I'm ending the blog. <laughs> Not the blog. See, I feel like I'm, I'm typing because normally I uh, type out the blogs and talk to myself in my head. But um, no, it sounds like I'm ending the podcast here, but I'm not. I'm just uh, going on my sentimental rants because I love and appreciate um, all you guys out there who uh, take the time to listen and care about me. But all right, let's uh, shift gears and switch to another topic before I put on some Julian Baker and start crying for you guys. I'm just kidding. Shout out uh, to Max. Max in freaking Pennsylvania. Uh, what a guy. I love Max. And um, he texted me today and asked me if I ever listened to Julian Baker and just feel sad. And to be honest, I don't. Um, the last time I listened to a Julian Baker song was when I saw her live. And at that time, my body um, was so confused. Um, all right, hold on. Let me set the stage. So uh, at the time, John, shout out to John. I already mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Uh, we're going out to dinner next Saturday. But um, John hits me up and he's like, yo, like, um, I got tickets to the Ducks game, like, let's go. But also, um, after the Ducks game, we should hit up Chain to go say touche. And I was like, dude, I'm so down. Sounds like a pretty awesome night. We get a awesome uh, sports game, and then we go to a crazy cool show. Because touche, um, I don't care what you guys say about touche, but they always pop off. And especially in Chain, like, I was, like, super down. So we go to the Ducks game. The Ducks win. We're like pumped full of like adrenaline because we're screaming, yelling, and the place is just going wild because the Ducks just won, right? So picture that. Picture um, being in a stadium full of people roaring, just the energy is just out of this world. And then we have to drive across town to the chain reaction. And I think it's going to be the same level of energy because um, I assumed by the time we got there, Touche was already going to be um, either setting up or just starting their set. But we were way wrong. We walk in a chain and we walk in and it's uh, the middle of Julian Baker's set. And if you've ever listened to Julian Baker, she's like super like calm and like soothing music. So to go from being in this crazy stadium filled with thousands of people screaming and cheering and yelling to um, a small room packed, like packed full. This is chain at its like max capacity filled with a bunch of um, kids and the room is just silent and we're hearing this girl play her music and it's beautiful, great music. Um, and I'm just like, I'm, my body was just so 
like confused. Like I didn't know what to do. I, I, I felt so like, like I can't even explain. I felt like I was in prison or something because I was um, watching this girl on stage and it's just her, her and her guitar. She's singing, but like I'm, I still have this adrenaline rush. Like I wanted to be like punching people. I want to be doing front flips off the stage, but like, that's not the style for when you watch Julian Baker because she's like super calm music. Um, so like, I just like, I felt like I was going crazy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I was watching her from the side, uh, from the side stage. And I honestly felt like I was going crazy because like, I just didn't know what to do. Like, I felt like I was like panicking. It was so weird because I was in this room with hundreds of people. And like, I just felt like they didn't like, nobody knew what John and I had just gone through. And I just like, seriously, I felt like I was going crazy. Like I started, I was like sweating and like, I was starting to freak out like mentally but luckily I was able to like hold out and uh, Julian Baker finished and then Touche played and I was able to just to let it all out. It was crazy. Uh, Touche played like, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm pretty sure they played like 36 songs. It got to the point where they played so many songs that they just started taking any request from the crowd, from their discog. Like they literally played so many freaking songs. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Um, so shout outs to John for, uh, taking me out that night because it was pretty freaking cool so that's my little story about julian baker have not listened to her since uh, but max is insisting that i check her out and i will because all max wants to do is talk about music which is cool because i love music too and i love max so tonight when i drive to disneyland i'm gonna listen to julian baker and you should too all right, as we're wrapping this up, I just got breaking news that uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Colby Covington for the interim welterweight title is set for UFC 224, which is pretty crazy. Um, it's going to be such a wild scene because uh, Colby Covington is uh, headed back to Brazil and he's fighting for a championship this time. And last time he talked so much trash. Um, he had to have security with him uh, waiting outside of his hotel room. They had to escort him to the airport. Uh, it wasn't a pretty scene for him. Um, but if I'm being honest, I don't think they should have uh, had an interim title fight because uh, Tyron. Uh, the current welterweight champion, you know, isn't going to be out for that long. And he hasn't been out uh, for that long either since his last fight. So honestly, I think it is a little um, unfair, but I get why the UFC is doing this because they have to put on these key fights because they're trying to strike a new TV deal. And uh, from the sounds of it, from all the um, media outlets reporting that uh, deals with Fox aren't going so well and the backup uh, networks that they were going to um, have talks with aren't going so well either. So obviously they're trying to market um, the UFC and they're going to want to market champions uh, to show that um, the league is uh, exciting and worth you know X amount of dollars um, for their new TV deal. So I get it. It's kind of a bummer. Um, they honestly should have just made it uh, a number one contender fight, which basically this is a number one contender fight, but it comes with a interim belt attached with it. Uh, I think the fight that they should have made was um, they should have just waited for Tyron to get back and have uh, Rafael Dos Anjos fight uh, Tyron for the title. 
uh, Colby, obviously, um, if you've been keeping up with MMA or if you haven't, uh, he kind of t- uh, talked his way into this um, interim title fight. Yeah, uh, he had a pretty impressive victory over Damian Maya, but I don't think uh, his body of work in his last five fights are, are warrant an uh, interim title fight. But I get it. He's out there. He's loud. He's um, making himself uh, in the headlines, getting into all this controversial stuff with other fighters, calling everybody out, but not really taking any fights. Um, so I get why he's there, but I don't think he deserves it. So that news just broke. Um, shout out to BJPenn.com for breaking that story. And um, it, it's it's bad but it's also good too. Uh, it's such, it's so, um, it's so hard because that division, um, because of, uh, Tyron being out, everybody is just trying to, uh, people want to climb the ladder, but they don't want to fight people below them to uh, get fights. People want to fight the person above them, but the person above them wants to fight the person above them. And, uh, that division was at a standstill for the longest time. So, um, as much as I don't like that, um, fight, well, it's not that I don't like a fight. I just don't like that. It's for an interim title, but as much as I don't like it, um, it's necessary to, uh, to get this uh, division back in motion because, uh, it was at a standstill for way too long. I, will um announce now that i pick rafael dos anjos to beat colby covington and then i uh think he goes on to fight tyron um that fight i'm not sure who i would pick yet because i want to see how dos anjos comes out and looks against uh covington but um to be honest if he looks like he did against robbie lawler it's going to be a really great fight for dos anjos because he's been on the craziest tear at welterweight and i'm stoked that he moved up and looks amazing so ufc 224 headlined by dos anjos versus covington for the interim welterweight title it's crazy i thought i was done with that mma talk um if you guys are still here uh thank you so much uh for sticking around uh it's been it's been a minute stoked to be back i love doing this it's great um i love uh listening to other people's podcasts um i get inspired obviously my uh two biggest inspirations are uh the joe rogan experience and the fighter and the kid so um as long as they're around i'll be around thank you for listening uh this has been another episode of the jmrk podcast and as always always on top just kidding uh, one more thing um i will be at disneyland uh forever so if you see me um please uh wave me down come say hi let's ride something let's hang out let's be friends um but other than that yeah we'll be back next week as always jmrk podcast always on top